Welcome to the Architecture Made Simple podcast, brought to you by Scrace Architects. In this series of podcasts, Tim and Andy explore different aspects of architecture, design and art. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Architecture Made Simple podcast. This one, Tim is entitled The Frustrated Architect. Why? How frustrated are you? Um, I'm not that frustrated today, to be honest. It's almost a bank holiday. Uh, I'm with good friends, and um, the thought behind it was that there's lots of different frustrated architects. Um, there's the frustrated architects when the planning permission doesn't come through, but there's also the frustrated architects who um, perhaps have wanted to be architects for a long time. Um, and are trying to realise their dreams through through building a new house. So we also have a special guest today um, who's joining us via Zoom. Now, I've stolen this from um, the Suffolk University website, which says that Armin is a German-British architect who started practising in 1994. His current practice... Um, started in 2009 and the motto of Ganguly Architects is architecture and design made in Britain with German efficiency and some Indian spice and I really like that me too me too <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for having me um, uh, I'm a little bit irritated frustration I'm not a frustrated architect either so it's Friday I'm in a good mood um, Let's talk about some positive stuff. Always look up, you know, my motto. So just, um, um, yeah, well, I'm an architect, that's true. And I can't deny my bloody German accent. Um, and obviously, I've got no sense of humor growing up in Germany. Um, but again, I'm not frustrated, Tim. Why am I here? You're frustrated with your German accent. But that's right. Okay, you're right. You're and, right. and as we discussed earlier, your Mac computer on occasions. Uh, Don't mention the <laughs> Mac problem I had. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, every job has its frustrations, um, be that clients, be that planning processes, or governance of some sort. Um, should we talk about those sorts of frustrations first? Because they're the boring ones. Let's get them out of the way. The boring frustrations. Yeah. So, um, I suppose the, the boring frustrations for me are to do with not being able to spend money and having uh, not having a limitless budget. Um, I, th- I think the uh, the frustration sometimes is that the dreams um, often, often cost more than you think they're going to. And um, the frustration with that is managing expectation and managing your own expectations and those of your client. So it... Would the perfect job be someone walking into your practice and saying, I want to build a house, and you say, well, what's your budget? And they say, there isn't one. I, t- <laughs> I, t- I think that would be, um, I think Armin might agree um, that uh, that's probably probably the ideal in, a, in, in the kind of um, the dream sense, but in, in reality, probably not, because you need parameters and you need these fixed restrictions in order to make it um, uh, an interesting job, make it um, make it a challenge almost. The, the challenge in having a blank canvas and having a blank checkbook is that it almost becomes, uh, you, you've almost got too much choice. Would, would, would there, there be no realistic expectations, would there? They, they, you just 
be constantly making alterations and constantly changing on the whim of the person with a blank checkbook, I guess. Well, sorry for interrupting, uh, because I, I, I'm not agreeing with you, Tim. Um, first, uh, when a client or possible client says, um, money doesn't matter, I'm the first who's running away, because money always matters. So, And money is a good thing. Money is not a bad thing. Look, uh, 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 we wouldn't have any schools any, uh, uh, and COVID if there wasn't any money around. So money is not the evil of architecture. Um, but I agree with you, Tim. We both would love to have, uh, like, Anthony Gaudi, someone, Mr. Guell, who gives us all the money at us and we can do whatever we want. Um, on the other side, um, I think it's important, um, as an architect, we want to help. It's not just like a business, yeah. Uh, of course it's a business, but you want to help someone to create something. And the next bit is, we have to listen, and there's a budget. And sometimes, of course, the, the dreams get cut very, very sharp. That's why I'm always in the beginning, like you, Tim, I'm asking, what's the budget? So this, uh, and that's where maybe this kind of frustration is coming, um, that you would love to go the sustainable route more and more and more, but then suddenly you got cut. And you have to go, and this is just like, um, you wake up in the morning, oh, it was just a dream. <laughs> so... Um, uh, that's where it, I agree, but on the other side, um, money is not evil, um, and sometimes I even find it more challenging and, and fun um, uh, to work with um, a little bit like Frank Gehry in the, in the beginning with second-hand and, uh, and um, uh, elements. Um, uh, on the other side, it can be, now I agree, totally frustrating sometimes you, when, when you try to try and try. And in the end, uh, you're coming back, oh, yes, it's, it's just a cavity wall again, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, I, th um, I, th I, th I agree, really, again, just kind of picking up on, on some of your thoughts there was, um, was the, the idea of sustainability being expensive. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's sort of, um, because it's a challenge, it's almost the challenge for people who haven't necessarily got the skills or haven't got the experience in using different materials or different kinds of um, ways of doing things, um, it, it presents a problem to them and therefore presents a problem financially to the client occasionally. Um, what, what I see the challenge almost being now is, is trying to make that change and make those change um, and educate people in, in, in the ways of recycling materials as much as it is um, bringing in um, new materials and it's, it's almost sort of re... Um, it's going back. It's going backwards in time, isn't it? It's going back to local materials. It's going back to source and 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 trying to find the simpler ways of building, and and not even building at all. So is that a is that a frustration that if you're working to a budget and there's a, a solution that's more sustainable, more eco friendly, um, and you might have to do away with some of the nicer things to achieve that that may be complete your client's dream or you can have everything that the client dreamed for but it's hugely damaging to the environment and or more so because all building is damaging to the environment in some way would would is can that be really frustrating i, th I think and probably it's it's right it's, it's sort of more of a it's, it's more of a challenge isn't it again i, th I think mm -hmm. the frustration sort of we've taken over with frustration but i mean everything's a bit of a challenge in our business and um the the challenge is a good one but it is an it's, it's almost 
becoming more of a fresh challenge to me because um, the more you become educated and understanding of materials and, and, and also the damage that the industry is causing, you're more prone to kind of want to do uh, less damage. <laughs> Um, and trying, trying, to, trying to find a better way of, of, of doing it. And so that means changing old habits and fighting, fighting effectively what, what is the, you know, the industry norm. So is that about education, do you think? It is. It's, it's generally. Um, let's talk about the UK. My frustration I encountered here when I came from Germany um, the image of an architect is totally underrated in the United Kingdom. And that's where we, uh, the RBA, can talk and talk and talk. Fantastic. We are paying our membership piece like crazy every year, and we've got so much stuff. But they should do more better public relations for us as well. An architect bring, can bring so much on, to the table, but I assume 80% of the staff in the United Kingdom is not built by architects, and this reflects. Um, because people don't understand, oh, an architect, he studied a couple of years, he's like a, a house doctor, a surgeon, but they, they don't respect you in a way. Only, and now we're coming back, more educated ones. Um, and uh, maybe this sounds very harsh when I'm saying this, but um, would you ask, when you go to a surgery and like say, mm, and, or even start to haggle the price <laughs> where, um, uh, and all these things? No, um, you wouldn't. Uh, or just like the typical thing, um, people, um, well, oh, can you make some drawings for me? This is probably, also Tim has encountered this probably as well, when someone is asking me some drawings and I said, no, I can't. Um, uh, because this kind of client or person wouldn't be right to work with uh, because I'm not the right one for him. I'd like to help, but um, he is looking for someone. He got all, already a fixed mindset and is even resistant against any advice. So why should I waste my time and his time even to be the most nicest architect in the world to him? We need a um, systematic change. Um, what an architect or architect and also the next generation can bring to the table. And we're coming back to sustainability. When we're talking to students, um, they, 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 they go on the list, yes, you have to fulfill A, B, C, D, F, G, but it's still not in their blood. Well, I've got maybe, I'm still, my plan is to be, become 120 years old. That's a very ambitious plan. High likely, maybe, um, I won't reach this. But the next generation is coming. The next generation, uh, we, what we are giving over to them, it's a big challenge. And, and, you, and you said before with the money um, and uh, take the current pandemic crisis. Yeah? I think this is just uh, exactly the same. What's more important, having many, many thousand people of dead or going into lockdown and having no business and these things. But it's always a question, always bring, coming in balance. Or on the other side, do we need to have some people that they are dying even, that we see that there's a real pandemic, that the others are not saying, okay, it's just a hoax. And the same is with global warming. Uh, I don't like when we're talking about global warming, we are already in an emergency. And architects should be on the forefront, isn't it? Without any doubt. Uh, so uh, that we are still talking about building regulations, it's just the lowest form. And I'm trying always to explain, this is a minimum standard, it's not a good standard uh, when I'm talking to clients. 
And again, what we said at the beginning, it's about education, Tim, isn't it? Where, where, yeah, where well, it's, it's, it's strange that you sort of mentioned about architects sort of picking up the baton and, and, and sort of running with yeah. this and, and recognising there is a design emergency. I think probably some of the most educated people that I know in terms of climate change are architects and are making changes. The, if, yeah. And, and the, when, you, when you mentioned it, it just made me think, well, if we're only building 20% of the country country's stock then you know it's the other 80% that needs to start pulling its finger out and doing something about it i mean that's 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 the frustration i suppose as an architect who cares about the environment is the fact that there is um uh, there is regulation but there's also almost deregulation of the industry to allow people to build uh inefficient uh over expensive um and yeah no, i mean with without a long term view you know, it's just pure, just kind of an unadulterated um, exploitation of people in the economy. That's a strong point. No one else knows what to say now. <laughs> I think I said my thing. I think I just, uh, I think right. I might have got carried away. Should we finish the podcast there or yeah. should we carry on? Let's bring over a little bit of beer, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, so we can lighten it up a bit. Tim's given us a list of things to talk about. Um, and we've already covered quite a few of them just in Tim's short monologue there. Um, but I think where I'd like to go, because you're kind of talking about different ends of the motions. Um, so obviously there's the frustrations of being an architect, but what's the best bit about being an architect? I'll let you go for first, Armin. Oh, what's the best bit? Yeah, because I guess that when you work through with, with a client, some clients are easier to work with than others. Is it once you've, you've, you've worked really well with someone and you've ended up with a product that you're both extremely happy with. Is that kind of the yeah, zenith? This, this, is a, this is a gift um, when, when, when you achieve that. Uh, and of course, uh, an architect is just a human like everybody else and uh, that you've got favorite clients and uh, you go more than just the extra mile. And for others, then you realize oh, even 60% is too much for you. So um, uh, I'm... You shouldn't expect like an actor to get some applause uh, when you've done something. Um, for me, the most important thing is when, when, when someone is telling me, oh, you, and just during the lockdown and um, uh, when, when you get a phone call and someone says, I mean, you were a lifesaver. This made not only my days, this made my whole month. Yeah, when some, and this, this is just more than enough. Recognition, you don't need always a bloody award, any money. I don't care. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, I leave and I, I make applause and also great. Uh, and Tim won a, a recent competition. That's this is great. And this is an achievement. Um, but for me, more important is what, when I see, and I had last year, uh, when I had the smile of my youngest client, 12 year old, um, and, and he said, I love my room. <laughs> There's no room in the house. This is great. Um, so um, I don't have that much frustration on that field. Um, the frustrations also usually it comes from the past. When you were younger, you spent all the night hours and all these things. Um, and um, no, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so um, I'm still wondering where I'm frustrated. But you're you're, you're the best bit, I think, is 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 that that moment almost when you. Um, I've found when you've overcome a lot of those hurdles. So, you know, yeah, you've, yeah. You, the, when the doors open for the first... So I, I did a school 
um, and a primary school. And the moment it, the doors opened, it was suddenly like all of any kind of an animosity or bad feeling. Well, actually, I mean, by that point, you've completed it. Everybody's happy. Um, every, everyone's got the shared excitement of what's going to happen, but no one can anticipate what's going to happen when you let 400 kids through the door of a new school. And, <laughs> That's amazing. And, and, you know, they, they just go everywhere. They're not meant to go, you know, and, and yet find the places that are right for them. Um, and I remember revisiting the same school and finding this column that I'd, I'd, I'd sort of put as a focal point, um, obviously spanning quite, you know, making the span work and all the rest of it, but in a, a sort of triple height space. And I got back there and I, would, I was frustrated because I, I hadn't been able to paint it a different colour, you know. Um, we'd insisted that it would just be grey or something fairly dull. And what the kids had done is they turned it into a tree, a papier-mâché tree. <laughs> you know, that moment is, you know, that, that is the frustration, but boiling into something a bit special. But the highs are higher when they're preceded with bigger challenge the same same with everything isn't it anything that you do with which is a struggle to get there when you get there it feels far more rewarding than if you just felt like it was an easy stroll down the high street i think it's a long it's a long journey as well whenever you're you're setting off and in, in doing a project and so you know it's, it's three or four years down the line often when you get to that oh. point when it's when it's finished or you actually have the chance to sit back and go oh well i spent all that money and uh, now I don't have to worry too much about paying for it anymore and I can actually enjoy the space um, because it, it is the biggest, often when you're buying a house and doing, doing something up, it's the biggest amount of money you're ever going to spend. Um, so it's going to hit and it's going to hurt. And then, but on the, on the flip side of that, you're feeling, feeling like you've actually achieved something that you never imagined you would be able to. I'm starting to think we should have renamed this podcast The Challenged Podcast. Of the challenged architect, because um, most of the frustrations are turning out to be challenges rather than they might be frustrating at the time, but it's the architectural not. triathlon. <laughs> Maybe. Do do you do you run, swim, and cycle while you're architecting? Is that the right um, word? Architecting. What 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 three <laughs> things would you go for, Armin? What would you? Uh, be? Well, I'm 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 cycling. Also, I'm cheating with an e-bike. Um, I'm, I'm walking a lot, um, and I try to run not that much anymore because my knees are hurting. But uh, of course, you have to move. Only when you're moving, uh, you can develop something with your brain. Um, I, I'm still, I'm still working on this frustrating thing. Um, why don't, why, why don't every you, profession got frustration. No, I'm just, I want to dig deep. You don't, you don't need to be frustrated. You can always... No, 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 no. Just um, some frustration is probably coming uh, out there. Um, everything is related with money, coming back to money. Um, uh, the frustration is coming like, oh, it's the money coming in and time and cash flow and all these things. This is, but this is just uh, not only for architecture. This is everywhere. Um, I believe for architects, the main frustration is that um, we're trying to reinvent the wheel sometimes. Um, and, um, and nowadays, on the last couple of days, I realized the material cost went up crazy in some areas, which I don't understand uh, completely, um, as long as they're not coming from, from the European side. But... Um, uh, 
money is one factor, but on the other side, this architecture, um, uh, well, space, the final frontier, isn't it? So, um, but you, we, uh, we can't reinvent a circus, we can't reinvent a square, uh, but we can compose, and then we can work with new materials, and then um, working more locally um, is also probably one important factor we have to understand with local materials. Um, there's so much going on uh, for, for the next generations uh, to, um, to work on. Um, also, I'm quite sure that the classical picture of an architect, what we still believe today, will change dramatically over the next 20, 30 years. Um, there's artificial intelligence um, taking over in some areas. I wonder how a planning application will be done in about 10 years' time. Um, it's very too. I, I yeah. wonder whether we'll be obsolete. I mean... <laughs> It's, yeah. not, it's not going to take too long. I mean, I I, I was looking back at um, I was I was looking I, I was just reflecting on the on um, why I became an architect, and um, it wasn't because of Tom Selleck and uh, what was it um, three men and a little three lady men, three or men baby. and a little lady, but but it is that kind of that that dream almost of kind of being able to shape and do things and all the rest of it, and um, it seems like we're going to be we we're, we're sort of at the point of almost being able to do that, we're being told that you're not allowed to do that because we're going to be taken over by robots. But surely the creative parts of the process are the one thing that AI can't truly replace. Not yet. No, I, I don't think they ever will be because... Oh, not yet, not yet. You, you never know. Oh, I don't even think in our lifetimes, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. Um, oh, he's a pessimist. <laughs> no, that's optimism, that I don't have to worry about being replaced. <laughs> um, but... I think if someone goes to an architect and says, I want a four bedroom house, which is a box with four bedrooms and four and two rooms downstairs, a computer can do that. You say, what's your width? What's your height? What's your depth? But when someone says, I want a beautiful four bedroom house that's built into the landscape that it's going in, a computer's going to struggle with that. It's, it's funny, for a very long it's time. Funny, funny the way you, you made question a big that. mistake right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you use the word I'm using, and I was accused of knowing anything about architecture. You used the word beautiful. <laughs> and um, yeah. I, I just recently, uh, and I use it quite often, and I explained uh, would you use an iPhone if, uh, if it would be ugly? Yeah. Uh, so it wouldn't be that success- not that successful if it would be ugly. So, a matter of fact, beauty is very important in the design process. Uh, but, of course, everybody de- de- defines beauty maybe different. But so, this, so this, elements- this is, for me, where a computer can't win that because, because beauty is so um, abstract. It's different yeah. for everyone. So a computer may understand what's generically beautiful but won't understand what's beautiful to the, to the eye of the beholder. I, when you um, when you you sort of mentioned and you you sort of set up that question, um, my thought was immediately: well, the 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 computer knows what to do and it can do a square box, but the computer would never say no to the client. You are not going to do a square box, and I think that's the difference. Always yeah, is that we, I mean the the, the the you can go to a computer, computer would do it. You go to an architect, um, and the architect will say, why don't you turn the box upside down? Um, break it apart in three or four different places and then and then put it back into the context of a site yeah um, exactly and, and, and i don't th- i i think we're a long way from a computer be able, being able to do that because you've got so many things to take into account far away 
that uh, in, in certain areas, um, uh, uh, some algorithm uh, will definitely help the design process. I'm quite convinced about that. But um, just like, um, take for example a surgeon. Um, there are already, uh, I know from Germany, uh, there are some surgeries, um, uh, experimental surgeries, where they are doing, uh, just like the robot, robotic arm is doing the surgery. So, but I believe there's still someone who is doing the programs to use this. So, and, and this is the same like probably for the 3D printer of the future. At the moment, a lot of the materials used, come on, it's greenwashing. They're not sustainable. And that, now we're coming back to one of the beginning. Um, there's so much greenwashing out there. I, I, I can't just eat that much. I'd like to throw up about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm fighting myself uh, and not to buy, uh, when I forget my bag and go into the supermarket, now we can do this a little bit more often nowadays again, uh, and I have not my bag with me, mm, okay, um, so I can just, what I can grab, so I can't make a big, so on the other side, if, uh, nobody's watching, so um, what I want to say is, uh, we need, I'm, I'm not a big fan of big regulations, but we need some regulations in place, and um, with, in order to improve, because change is automatic, but we're not doing so much progress. And especially over the last couple of years, I can't see so much progress. Or someone is telling me, oh, this is sustainable because blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just like with Bitcoin or this um, uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, oh, yes, this is the future. How much energy is, is, is sucking up? So um, this needs to uh, change constantly and also in architecture. Take, for example, timber. I'm, another example, Germany. Uh, in Germany, uh, China and the Americans, they bought all the timber. Wow, and now the price went up, and the locals, the Germans, are complaining, where's our timber going? So um, timber is a fantastic, sustainable material. Yeah. So, uh, but um, if we get everything and got not the resources coming back, then uh, what on earth do we need sustainable materials when it's just out, when it's out of stock? So uh, this whole process, talking about insulation, maybe mushrooms are the next uh, big thing for insulation. I don't know. Or any sugar coating for, for, for outside uh, cladding. I don't know. But what we need is more research, more innovation. Yeah, maybe we need an Elon Musk of, uh, of architecture. I don't know. It's not Jan Ingrid. Sorry, it's not him. But uh, maybe there's one, a, a young group of architects coming with new brilliant ideas to bring us forward. And that's my hope. That's my frustration. And I'm, I'm quite convinced they are because the next generation, they are brilliant already. They've got so much stuff on the other side. I don't want to be in their shoes because they got so much improbicity and, they, and they're still in the learning process of filtering. And an old bloke like me, um, yes, um, I've done a lot of bullshit in my, my lifetime, but you can't bullshit me with all this greenwashing anymore. And there's so much going on. Sorry, guys. Yes. No, it, 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 is, it is, you know, it, it, we're getting impassioned and annoyed by the by sort of um the environment and and greenwashing i think generally i you 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 look around and um when you look at the cost of timber you think and part part of me thinks well um it wasn't your right necessarily to use that timber in the first place you know um and it's a limited resource so why aren't we buying you know, well, why aren't we using local timber and why aren't we copsing and we're managing our our resource um that 
the massive scale of what we're talking about and the effect that's having on the economy in the construction industry is just a different level of destruction that's going on um, on the other side of the world, isn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, um, I remember, um, uh, what was it? I think it was Indy O'Hara once said, um, if, if we all would go vegan, this would already help this planet. <laughs> um, and he's right. Um, in some areas, uh, uh, just like, look, the um, uh, architects, we are not on the forefront. Um, uh, we, we are all the same. We, but we, we are in one boat and we, we have to stick together. Um, and there's so much um, about, let's talk about the, all the rubbish we are producing, all the plastic. There's so much going on. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't see any improvements over the last couple of years. Or can you guys? Now where, where, do, where, do, where do you put the cavity or where do you get your cavity tray from? Where do you get your roofing membrane from? Where do you get your damp proof membrane from? You know, these are these uh, are things. From Lawson, likely now making here some uh, advertisement. No, I have no idea where it's coming from, um, uh, uh, and uh, and because there's a certain kind. Now we're talking about frustration. You can specify certain things. In the end, because if you are not the client who is making the final decision with this money, um, we we are not in that control. On the other side, it's also fair. Um, uh, only when you become your own developer, you are totally in control. But then, when you become your own developer, and it's your own money, suddenly, maybe, all the green talk is then also you're making some compromises. What I've heard from architects, developers, let's say it this way. So, um, again, we are back to the frustration. I'm still not frustrated, Andy, don't he's, worry. He keeps saying he's not <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> but, but I'm still trying to dig a little bit deeper. Um um, maybe there is some frustration. Maybe with the government. Oh, yes. No, no, not good. <laughs> We're not going there. I've, I think I've probably got one more question. Yeah. And this is, um, how can architecture and architects lead the way in a more sustainable society? Does, does it start with the homes that we live in and the types of homes that we buy? And can architect, do architects have the power to have that sort of change? No, they haven't. Which is frustrating, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you, you can only lead for yourself, as an example. For example I'm not driving a car. So uh, I'm using an e-bike um, uh, from my travel to Essex to London, or I'm still using the tube. So I'm, try, I'm trying to avoid any travel. But, but that's easy in lockdown. There's no traveling at all at the moment. Um, and you can only lead for yourself and, and just that you can uh, every morning in the mirror, yes, okay, you're looking ugly, but you can still okay um, uh, on that field. Um, if there would be one day, uh, I would just say, oh, you're looking like now I'm using a word, a prostitute, you're just only chasing for the money, um, then I would have a problem with myself. I prefer much more on a Friday afternoon to, to chat with you guys instead of chasing for any money. And um, again, architects, uh, well, uh, why should we lead? Only because we're using houses, we're building houses and designing. Um, no, we are part of it. We are just part of it. We're not on the forefront. And every, everybody else is saying we should. Okay, we can learn from an 18-year-old Swedish girl, maybe, to raise our voices a little bit more uh, in regard of climate, not any other field, what she's saying. But um, most important is, 
that awareness is there in the whole country. Remember, there was once a green deal in this country and nobody has known about it. Yeah, uh, just uh, really ridiculous. Uh, such a good thing, but no promotion. Fantastic. Yeah. So we need to stick together and putting our best heads and they are architects, engineers from its diversity. It's not just architects. And uh, I always would recommend the students, please don't talk only to architects. Go out there and speak with everybody else. Get as much as possible information. Otherwise, you're just a one-trick pony when you're talking to architects. You need to broaden your horizon. So again, no, architects are not on the forefront. Or what do you say? Do, do, do you believe, Tim, they should? Um, I, I, I think they, um, they can raise their voice, voices yeah. more loudly and um, speak up a bit, uh, um, both kind of locally and on a, a more national scale. I think there's an opportunity for people just to... Um, we've, we've certainly got some knowledge and... Um, we are part of an industry that is causing a severe amount of damage. So we need to kind of lead by an example like we've, we've talked about, but we've also got to let other people know about that. And I think that's a good way to end. So we should thank you, Armin, for joining us on this episode of Architecture Made Simple. My pleasure. I wish you a good weekend, guys. Absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, so that was a really interesting chat, I think. Um, for someone who claims not to be frustrated, I think finds a lot of frustration especially on the on the eco side of the job i think it's a passion it's yeah definitely, yeah, definitely, a, a, passion. definitely a passion and i think so. frustration is the wrong word i think you poorly named the title of this podcast oh, yeah, definitely yeah well next time you can name the the next next well, no, you're you're telling me what the next one's called because it's a mouthful okay so um i thought we'd try and um almost conjure up what i do in my job and practice which is painting to see and shape space differently which you've said beautifully now so i'm going to get you to say it again painting to see and shape space differently your turn painting to see and space no i can't do it <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway we'll see you then i'm sure it'd be interesting well, what, what do you mean by that <laughs> give us a brief synopsis so people are interested well, to tune in well i paint yeah to see <laughs> and shape space differently okay so you'll have to find out what the hell that means next time on the Architecture Made Simple podcast. Yeah, you can practice how to say it in the meantime. No, I'm just going to avoid it. See you in... I can't do it. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. (laughs) 